welcome to Schofield's Flowers Podcast 13. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, this is Steve Schofield. They call me Scof, and uh, you're on Schofield's Flowers Podcast, and I have my co-host here, Chris Bradiago. <laughs> Close enough, Scof. Just call me Fratty. And his nickname is Fratty, because nobody could ever get it straight. <laughs> I've got a few bloopers you'll be able to see after this show. <laughs> so, Freddie, how's it going? Doing well, Scof. Uh, just coming back from a nice weekend in Coronado down in San Diego. Took the right family down, met up with uh, Graham, who uh, you met at the bachelor party and mm-hmm. uh, at the wedding. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just had a nice little time relaxing on the beach. They had a great setup you know, in one of the condos butts up to the ocean so all we had to do is go down the stairs uh had a nice little setup right outside on the beach got to get in the water cool off and then uh went to the bally high restaurant on um not shutter island like the movie but shelter island uh right there and had some you know nice polynesian food some tiki drinks as uh, i've been known to do and we just had a good time and now I'm back home, uh, getting back after it. What's going on with you? I um, Well, you know, I had COVID for the last 22 days, and uh, same with the wife. And uh, on uh, Friday afternoon, I, or Saturday morning, one or the other, I got my notice that I was uh, negative. And uh, poor Judy had to wait for the weekend, so she was bumming. <laughs> but she did get hers today, so we're both negative. And, uh, you awesome. know, we're, honestly, we're two of the lucky ones. I was pretty sick for five days, and so she wasn't as sick as I was, but um, a lot of pains and aches and everything, but we got through it. And for those who have uh, had a worse deal with it and even pass, our condolences uh, go out to you, our prayers and everything, because, I mean, this thing is just, it's crazy, Chris. I just don't know what else to say. I mean, it's, um, it's something that I've never seen, and I'm sure nobody else has seen in their entire life. Not not like this and not in our lifetime. I mean, that Spanish flu, I think, was the last time anything of this nature yeah. where was there. And I, I think, you know, the medicine and, and everything was a little bit different then. They just kind of went on with it. And whoever lived, lived. Whoever died, died. And, you know, now there's uh, more safety put in into place to, uh, to help everyone out. So uh, obviously hoping everyone's staying safe and, and being smart out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I really do um, believe that the mask situation is so needed. You just, it's, it's nothing. You walk out. I did all the shopping over the weekend. I was like, I was like Judy gave me a list of, of groceries. I swear, I said, I'm going to be there for days because I don't know where anything is. I think I ask every single person in every single aisle where, where the butter is, where's the, where's the bacon, where's the whatever, right? But, oh, uh, man. Every, you know, everybody's got their mask on and certain people are paying t- uh, attention to it. And then you've got a church in uh, Ventura that's not paying attention and having masks and things like that. I mean, the numbers clearly show that if you stick to it and wear your mask that we're going to get through this. But then again, you got Sturgis going on right now. And I've been there twice. And it's just a shit fest. You know, they've got 100,000. They normally have 500,000. This year, they only have 100,000 people running around in the hot... Uh, summers and uh they're not wearing any mask and they're congregating and it's it's crazy yeah that that is uh, a lot of people getting together uh, if only we could get back so we can have that many people coming to see music 
That would be yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you work for Live Nation, and that's yeah. a tough one for you. So, yeah, but I mean, but, uh, but on the drinking uh, side of things, <laughs> yes, yes, the the fun, the fun part. Yeah, yeah there you go. So, uh, what do you got there today, Freddie? Because I know we were going to talk about old fashions. Yeah, you know, we we talked about it uh, earlier, and I figured, you know, with our uh, our third leg not able to join us today, I figured, why not? Uh, you and I just talk some old fashions um, mm -hmm. and then he can come on, uh, you know, Steven there can join us for another one and dispute everything that we said and set the record <laughs> straight. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I thought we'd talk a little bit about the old fashioned and the history behind it. Um, you know, some recipe moderate uh, um, modifications and variations out there and, you know, a few places you and I have gone to to uh, enjoy some old fashions uh, together. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's so, San Diego. Where did we go in San Diego? That trip was, and oh, by the way, while you're yeah. talking and everything, I'm going to, I got my glass here and I've all got right. a knife and I've got my, I'm going to start making my uh, special drink. I'm not all really, right. a, I always order the drinks from the bar. I never really, otherwise I drink straight up or on the rock. So sure. but I'm going to attempt to make a, my first good uh, um, old fashioned here. So as you're and talking, that, I'm going to be, I'm going to be adding my bit. I'll just, just do this in the camera and yeah. you talk. Uh, we'll call you Vanna Scope White. And you can just kind of <laughs> right. show things off as you do it. But uh, it's funny that you say that, you know, you're kind of just going to make your your version of it because from what I was reading and, and in my um, kind of history oh. correspondence learning for, for what we're doing today is there's a lot of uh, very loose history. There's no one, this drink was made by this person at this bar you know, in this time, it's a lot of bits and pieces of uh, variations of something similar kind of coming about. And then uh, eventually it all came together and it was just kind of a, a known thing. Um, so, you know, kind of looking at it, the, the first documented time of a cocktail was uh, in actually 1806. And a newspaper was responding to a reader who asked for them to define what a cocktail was. Uh, and they responded that it spirits, bitter, uh, excuse me, spirits, bitter, water, and sugar, which uh, is essentially an old fashioned. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So then in uh, 1862, Jerry Thomas Bartender's Guide, How to Mix Drinks was published. And in there, they had a recipe for the old fashioned Holland gin cocktail. Uh, which huh. the recipe looked very similar to uh, an old fashioned that you would know today, but it instead used gin. So again, a uh, very you know loose interpretation. This is what they were making. You got your McKenna, which is a great yeah. uh, I like, little whiskey there for you. Yeah, I like the sweetness in the McKenna. So I figured, you know, with the old fashioned here. Yeah, and actually, I'll I'll talk about a little bit later uh, about um, using bourbon and rye and and kind of how you know, the, I guess the, the original way or the uh, listed way was originally. Um, mm -hmm. But then in 1895, modern, modern American drinks by George Kapiller, Kapillure, gonna just defer on that one, uh, has an old fashioned recipe, which was listed as a lump of sugar with a little water, two dashes mm -hmm. of Angostura bitters, which I know you were using, Mm -hmm. A small piece of ice, a lemon peel, and a jigger of whiskey to be mixed with a 
small bar spoon and leave the spoon in the glass. So hmm. you would be served with a little uh, bar spoon in your uh, glass uh, of your old fashioned, um, which uh, is a little different, I guess. I'm not sure what the, the reason was. I don't know if it was to dilute at your own desire or, or mix the sugar in more. Some people like their sugar a little um, less dissolved. You get kind of more of a granular taste and other people like it where it's well mixed. Um, and then later, um, there's a, a version uh, of the story of how a uh, old fashioned came about where someone at a bar in New York City you know, went up after prohibition and said, I'd like a cocktail the old fashioned way, uh, which was alluding to wanting something with bitters, water, sugar, and a liquor. Um, but oftentimes during that era, it was just called the cocktail or a whiskey cocktail. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. for the most part, all the bars had their own house version of this cocktail. It'd vary from bar to bar and, and be very regional. So you know, an example could be if you're in uh, New Orleans, you know, maybe they're making you a Sazerac or a, a version of a Sazerac. Um, you could be in uh, Chicago and maybe they're using Irish whiskey and uh, they're throwing in a little uh, grenadine or, or something of that nature. So it was uh, very loose on what the actual drink was. It's not like today where you can go to a bar and order an old fashioned and, you know, very generally you're going to get the same drink right right um in most cases it's been listed that originally it was made with a rye because it was spicier and since basically this is a uh a liquor with a little bit of sugar um they use the rye to balance out the sugar and the sweetness of uh of, of the drink versus maybe using a bourbon which tends to be a little sweeter um mm -hmm. but again it's all been interchangeable based on preference. Uh, recipes vary from bar to bar, um, but it is a little more standardized now. Um, and some of the other variances that I've noticed um, over the years of the history is uh, the type of syrup that they use, so or, or mm -hmm. sugar, I should say. Some of them they're mm -hmm. using, you know, like granulated sugar. They're using um, uh, uh, demerara sugar. Some are using them as, you know, syrups. Um, and so just a, a lot of similarities, but a little variances that each recipe offers. So it's a very customizable, or I guess in our terms, a bespoke drink, because you can tinker with little things here and there to, to craft it to, to your flavor. Um, kind of the last yeah. thing that I saw about the history of it was in the mid-century or the, the Mad Men era, drinks got much sweeter. Mm -hmm. And so during that time, what was born is I think what a lot of people think of uh, an old fashioned, which is when you would put the cherries and the lime at the bottom, muddle it, then you would add your uh, whiskey and ice and, and have more of uh, a fruitier uh, flavored drink. Um, mm -hmm. And then I, I guess with the more of the revival of uh, speakeasies and prohibition era cocktails, kind of gotten away with it and went back to what would be considered the the classic, which is going to be um, simply your uh, bitter sugar. Uh, some call for a little bit of soda water, which if you're using like a sugar cube will help uh, dissolve that sugar down and, and break down the cube, um, but not all places require or, or call for it. <coughs> and then yeah. two ounces of your whiskey of choice and some ice. 
And then uh, most call for a orange peel, but um, lime is, uh, again, very uh, interchangeable within it. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's an orange peel. Interesting. I put a lime in there. I didn't even think about that, and I had the oranges. And I didn't have any. I do like when I have the cherry juice in there. I do like that a lot. So that's one of the things. And I was, I was tasting this, and I was like, it's really good, you know, because I did put two little uh, tablespoons of sugar in here, mm -hmm. and then uh, or teaspoons, uh, tablespoons. Jesus, I'd be fucking right off my rocker. <laughs> Have a little whiskey with your sugar, Scope. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Smacking, you know. So, but uh, this is good. I'm I'm very pleased with it. So, um, I just made my first uh, old fashioned in a long time, and. Uh, yeah, the McKenna too. I just love it. It's uh, it's really, really fantastic. Um, which brings me to thinking about your bachelor party, dude. Where did we went to a place that had the very best, um, the very, very in San Diego? We went to a place that had the very best. Uh, yeah, seven uh, old grand. Fashions. Was it seven grand? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. it, it was one of many stops, I think, on the night. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, they actually have one in L.A. And then yep. uh, Denver and I think Austin. Um, yep. So uh, not many of them, but, you know, they're growing. Mm -hmm. uh, all I remember is a very <laughs> extensive whiskey list and a sign that basically had suggestions on how they made your whiskey, which was neat on the rocks or as an old fashioned. Yeah, and I remember they had lockers too. Like if you wanted yeah. to have your own whiskey, like I smoke cigars and I love mm -hmm. going to the cigar store. And of course, every cigar, major cigar lounge has where you can buy a locker, right? But for me, I don't like, I just never had a big collection of cigars. I'll have maybe four or five at the house. And, you know, once I'm out, I'll go pick up a few more. But uh, having that uh, locker being available to you to keep your, and I'm sure you got to buy, I think I remember you had to buy the booze from them or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you have your locker there. It was sort of like, you know, brought up the, uh, the importance and the uh, sophistication, I guess I would say, of the people that were in there because it was a nice crowd. People were a little more dressed up. You know, the ladies looked really fantastic in there had some dresses and some were dressed in 40s and 20s and just and the guys had top hats on it was really a fucking fun place yeah i know uh you know working at live nation some of the venues uh actually have lockers for their members and oh, wow. uh it's an opera and and we're looking at you know possibly adding it to ours and the reason being is oftentimes you have uh maybe a group that's only two. And every time they come to see a concert, it's just the two of them. So mm -hmm. they'll never buy a uh, bottle, you know, for the table because, you know, it's only going to be the two of them. They're not going to be able to finish it. It's not worth their money. But if you have a locker, you could have, uh, you know, a couple, couple drinks each, you know, something responsible, and then still mm -hmm. have plenty of that bottle for later. And, you know, you're able to, uh, Already making another one. <laughs> but yeah, you're like, able to, It's Monday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, you're able to then save that bottle for the next concert you're coming to. Um, nice. and, and, you know, it's a perk for those that are our members, you know, to that particular venue. But I'm sure for something like that, it's kind of more of a, 
uh, uh, regular, you know, if you're a regular mm-hmm. down there, you probably get mm-hmm. a better price, you know, instead of paying, mm-hmm. you know, for the, the two ounce pour, you're, you're paying for a full bottle and you're essentially prepaying. So, you know, similar mm-hmm. to like Costco, you buy it in bulk, you get a little bit of a, mm-hmm. a better price. So if you were, you know, you're in LA or San Diego or one of the other places and you're a, an avid whiskey drinker, I'm sure they can get rare or harder to find bottles and then you can purchase it at a I'm sure a marked up price but you know Mm -hmm. if it's rare or hard to find you're probably paying a high price anyway and now you can uh, go to a cool venue or you know a bar and hang out I remember just you know we're just hanging out in that back room and you know Mm -hmm. 10 of us and just nice comfy you know chairs it reminded me uh, a little bit of like Goodfellas or something you know where you're just sitting there having a few uh, whiskeys and and talking talking shop with the boys yeah 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 no it was nice and then here in LA you bring back some memories when we launched Schofield Flowers and uh that was you know when I wrote the book and everything in the short stories and we had it at Sassafras I mean yeah Sassafras was absolutely uh I mean that that event we threw was fantastic we had some great people up there for those who weren't there it's, I would say Sassafras looks like it's right out of the 20s, 40s, right? Yeah. And it's just, it's in Hollywood on Vine. And uh, they had, uh, we took over the middle room and dressed it up as a flower shop. And we were selling hats and t-shirts and books and vases and everything. It was a great pop-up. We did very well that night, at least it paid for the party. And then uh, you'd go through a back door and we had the, um, the whole place looks like a speakeasy, but then we had our own little back area speakeasy with the police lineup taking your photograph, taking your photograph and oh, yeah. we had tables with decks of cards and it was just fantastic. But they're very, very famous here in LA for making a great, great old fashioned and uh, any type of really martinis to gin drinks to anything. But they have, I don't know if you remember, but they had this wheel going yeah. around the bar and they make their own bourbon. Wow. Yeah, I, I don't. I remember the 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 wheel, but I didn't realize it was their own bourbon. I know they had a bunch of um, like house cocktails. That I mean, we had those punch bowls that were um, uh, going down too easy. <laughs> I know, I know those punch bowls. Everybody was like, "Yeehaw!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was uh, definitely a good time. And I'll take it back. I don't know if uh, I'll have to check in with them and I'll let people know, but. I can't remember if they make their own bourbon or it's an infused type of, they infuse it with some type of flavor or whatever, but yeah. it's definitely the only type of bourbon to get if you want to have a drink, uh, a specialty drink from Sassafras. And I yeah. mean, they have great DJs and they were just in burlesque. In burlesque we had burlesque Wait. that night and they yeah. have burlesque, uh, you know, and we've had burlesque at our place now while we've been throwing our, our get-togethers at Lunetta all day, and I, I just pray to God that we can get going against, at least I don't think we'll be going until next year, but, uh, it, it, you know, I think when you go into, when you go into a place like Sassafras, or you go into 7th and, uh, and uh, was it 7th and Vine? 7 Grand. 7 Grand, I apologize. When you go into 7th uh, and Grand, uh, 7 Grand, um, uh, <laughs> hey, the, this uh, old fashioned's kicking in. Uh, then you you feel like you're sort of going back into time a bit. Yeah. Because people, when they're going to these places, sort of dress up a little nicer. It's a night to get out on the evening. Let's throw on our top hat. Let's throw on a nice jacket. It's our, 
favorite shoes and jeans rolled up or whatever. It's, it's, it's fun. Yeah. I, mean, I'm, I'm I just think asking. Sassafras is like uh, New Orleans. It is. Uh, you know, vibe and, and the rest of those 1933 all have their little, you know, different mm-hmm. ones. I think, I don't know if we talked about it uh, on the podcast, but I know we were talking about Harlow, which is like a 1920s Hollywood bar yeah. that they have that, um, you know, the wife and I love. Uh, Bigfoot Lodge uh, in Culver City, which is a really cool, kind of has that log cabin mountain feel to it. Um, And and you're right. To me, I mean, I know you're making your first old fashioned a long time, but for me, I I like to be bartender at home and, you know, I have all the mixers and uh, ingredients to make tiki drinks and, and classic cocktails. Um, for me, when, when we go out, it, I like it to be something special. I want either a place that makes really good drinks that I can't make either because the ingredients would just be too cumbersome to make or get, or, mm-hmm. you know, the ambiance, the, you know, the transformation into another time where it's, you know, taking it back to, uh, prohibition era or, you know, going somewhere with a view like we did on, over the weekend at the, the Bally high and, you know, being able to look over the water and see downtown lit up and uh, and all that and and to me that's what makes you know going out fun. Otherwise, I can make them at home and just sitting around and shoot the breeze that way. And uh, the cost of a couple of drinks, I could buy a couple of bottles. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, you know, come to think about drinking at home, our 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 other partner in this podcast and in charge of our liquor. Uh, situation here is like um, um, uh, Stephen uh, hit me back up. He said, you know, I was just like, uh, <laughs> it's just like I'm watching, I turned him on to Yellowstone. So right. he's been watching Yellowstone and he just redid his backyard and uh, lives off a golf course. And so he, yeah, the wife went to bed early and he stuck around and he started making old fashions and uh, he's just hung over his shit today. Oh, so you know, he turned me on to some really good, uh, you know, uh, um, drinks here. But he has one that he calls, um, oh, what is it here? It's the Carré, the Carré. And it's <clears throat> it's four dashes of bitter, two teaspoons of Benedictine, uh, three quarters of uh, a sweet vermouth, uh, three quarters of cognac, and three quarters of rye whiskey. <laughs> Jesus, no wonder he's not on the show today. <laughs> <laughs> and a garnish is either cherry, lemon peel, and it's served on rocks or up. Oh. I'm like, damn, Holmes, that is crazy. That is a that sounds like a delicious drink, though. Yeah, and I don't know, I what I, I've heard of Benedictine, um, but I'm not sure. I don't know if you what, can see that. What it is. That's a great little glass. Isn't that great? Well, he knows the glasses, right? He was turning sound to those glasses yesterday. So, um, yeah, huh. I mean, it's it's uh, that looks like a good one. So, um, when we get back together, he's definitely going to have to give us a uh, mix us up. I'm, yeah. He wanted to invite us out to his new place. He just bought a new home. So, uh, we'll definitely. But uh, Yes. So, Benedictine is a herbal liqueur produced in France. It has 27 flowers, berries, herbs, roots, and spices. 
Wow. Uh, and it's developed by a wine merchant in the 19th century. And the original recipe are from monks in Normandy. Huh. And well, it was lost. Like... It was lost in the ashes of the French Revolution. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, well, Steve does look like a monk when you think about it, right? <laughs> so you get the shit, Steve, for not being on the, on the Zoom today, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So it's funny that you, you brought up that because I, I looked up some different variations. Again, this, you know, an old fashioned is very customizable or tailored to your specific tastes. And some variations I, I was able to find are going to be the Sazerac, which is famous from yep, New Orleans. Yep. Yep. Um, uses a different bitters. It uses the pastured bitters. Mm -hmm. And then it adds a absinthe rinse and is always garnished with lemon instead mm. of uh, an orange. Mm. And then if uh, you get into some, old, uh, some different um, spirits, you have the rum old fashioned. Uh, you have the Oaxacan or the Mezcal old fashioned. I've um, had that so actually. That's very really good. Yep. which I really enjoy those because now you're getting kind of a smoky yep. um, flavor profile. And then yep. and the we talked about mezcal, uh, mezcal last week too. Yep, yep. And then the Wisconsin Old Fashioned, which is made with brandy instead of whiskey. Uh, very popular, I guess, up there for doing that. It's colder, that's why. <laughs> it's very cold. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, some modern takes to kind of, I guess, what I really noticed with the modern old fashioned, a lot of it is just trying to up the ante a little bit. So, you know, you take this classic cocktail and you're just trying to put a spin on it. So doing something that's, you know, a little more trendy, uh, maybe it's garnishing it a little bit differently. So a lot of the things <clears throat> are like um, adding smoke to the glass by, you know, burning some wood and then putting it in a jar and swirling the jar around with the whiskey and then pouring it in. Um, or maybe uh, using some sage or um, rosemary where they'd light it on fire and, and fill the glass with um, that. I've even seen where they'll um, do that with water and then they'll yeah. freeze it. And so you have ice cubes that have a smoky flavor. So as you drink it, it becomes smokier. Huh. Um, you Crazy. mentioned the uh, possibility that sassafras uses some sort of infusion. Mm -hmm. um, where I've seen that they've, uh, some places will like uh, barrel an old fashioned. Mm -hmm. So they'll mm -hmm. take a, a small barrel and they'll mix up an old fashioned batch and then put it in this, uh, you know, whiskey barrel and then mm -hmm. age it. Um, I've seen them infuse it uh, with bacon or coffee. Um, mm -hmm. that, that, those have been some common kind of modern takes on it. I saw one where they poured the drink over cotton candy instead of adding sugar which wow. uh, was interesting and I'm sure has a cool presentation. Um, and then kind of changing up the bitters. I've seen them add chocolate bitters. Um, that one came up a lot of times. Or, you know, say, for example, you're making a mezcal old fashion. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe you're adding some mole bitters or some sort of spicy bitters to it, mm -hmm. um, playing up the, the Latin flavors. And then um, some other stuff where they'll add like cinnamon. Um, either via syrup or smoking it, you know, that kind of thing. Um, there's actually a, a little spot in Dana Point near me called Stillwater where they have one called a whiskey and a cigarette. And it's got some uh, uh, coffee grinds that they mix in with it. And then um, they light a, um, 
uh, cinnamon stick. And so when yeah, they yeah, yeah, deliver it, the yeah. cinnamon's, you know, going off. So you get those aromas and, and it just, it's, to me, the modern uh, old fashioned take is just kind of more about adding a little flavor that in a different way. And then a lot of presentation and, and kind of creating that ambiance for the drink. Um, so, you know, again, it, what I, I really would say about the old fashioned is make it how you want and enjoy it how you want. And th- I mean, I think that's just how, you know, enjoying drinks should be. It, it's not, oh, that this is better or this is how it needs to be done. Make the drink the way you like it. And as long as you enjoy it, who cares? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that like when you walk into a place like the, the places that we've been talking about and you you see these mixologists, they're just fantastic. You know, I, re- I represented, uh, we as a client had um, a Belvedere uh, years ago for like three years. And uh, we did a whole series on the top mixologist. Mm-hmm. And that was a great series. And some of these guys and girls were just absolutely fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, and I mean, it's an art. It is a true art. And they've had, they've had, you know, top mixologists in the country and the world and everything else. So I think when you do, when I go to a place like that, I think I, I just love sitting there watching the guy. And I'll oh, yeah. question him, like, why are you doing this? Because some guys will use that little strainer and they're mm-hmm. pouring it through and everything. Yeah. And they're seeing them light the orange peel and, you know, do a little magic trick on top of it with the deck of cards. And, you know, it's, yeah. it's nuts. But it, I think by the time you get your drink, because it does take a little longer, yeah. you're waiting for your drink when you, if you have seven people with you and you order seven old fashions, it's going to take a while to get your drink, but boy, once yeah. you do get it, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's, uh, I love, I love sitting at the bar and I just watch the bartenders work yeah. at the, you know, at certain bars, you know, other places, it doesn't matter, but I love, you know, sitting down at a bar and a stool and just watching them do what they do and, and learning what, you know, makes each bar unique or each bartender, even some will make the same drink same recipe but how they do it and their approach is very different and um i don't think that it changes the drink necessarily but it's it's presentation so how i would make it how you would make it could be the same thing but um just adds a little little spice to it and and how you garnish it like you said like lighting the orange peel on fire or um you know how you express those oils you know or you know whatever it could be and it's just fun. I, I really enjoy. And I think, on, you know, not to say that everything else that's going on, you know, you know, we should forget about, but it's one of the things I miss a lot. Um, just not being able to go to a nice bar, sit down, have that interaction and that social um, part, and then just watching them work and, and taking notes. Yeah. 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 Well, since I travel a lot, not being able to travel, and honestly, last time I traveled, I might have caught the damn COVID. So when I went to Portland, so talk about a city that's a mess right now. Oh my God, Chicago, they had riots. Portland's rioting again last night. It's crazy. So I yeah. did find a cool, a cool place while I was in Portland, though, that, uh, that let us in. And uh, we had, uh, it was called Two Olives, I believe. And it was fantastic. I made a fantastic drink. So we were the only nice. two people in the whole place. And we couldn't even sit at the bars. Wow. Um, I, I think we'll get there eventually, but who knows? Yeah. But in the meantime, you know, we keep on ordering stuff for the house here on, uh, on, uh, 
you know, we got stuff from Amazon being dropped off every day. I swear <laughs> to God. I know. I know. <laughs> and clothes. To, I don't even wear any clothes anymore. I wear the same t-shirt and sweatpants or, right? or shorts every damn day. I'm My just, stimulus money has definitely gone to Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, I got to show you what I got. I don't know if you've recognized the fact that I got these cool fucking sunglasses on. I saw but, them there, um, but I didn't know what, I didn't know if it was uh, a COVID thing. You know, you wear sunglasses too or what? <laughs> hang on, hang on. I got to take these off. Oh man. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Do you see these puppies? I do. The only thing you're missing oh. is the mullet. <laughs> Right. So pit fire. Did you check out that? Yeah. And they give you this like the whole it's the whole 80s, you know, oh, uh, man. That you could just drop them and everything. These things are fucking fantastic. And their oh. website is absolutely hysterical. Their packaging is insane. Uh, their passion, their patch, pa packaging is like go as fast as you can go. You know, the Grand Prix of sunglasses. Um, I just, and when all their emails to you are just as hysterical as can be, um, and they're blowing up like crazy right now. So I feel um, like you need to be on like a, uh, a boat in the river, you know, in like the Ozarks, yeah. you know, with a, uh, a faux, faux mullet. Cause you know, <laughs> you need, you need the top part to make it a mullet. Right. And, uh, you know, just ripping up the, <laughs> ripping up some waves. I will show you the full mullet here in two seconds. So um, <laughs> I got a picture of me and Michael Jordan in his rookie season. No way. Yeah, yeah, it's great. You're going to love it. I look like so fucking different. I look younger now than I did then. Huh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Look at that yeah. mullet. Yeah. Look, at that, look at that mullet. You're right. I don't, you haven't aged a day. <laughs> You look 60, 65 then. <laughs> so, yeah. So anyways, well, I mean, this has been good, Fratty. I really enjoyed yeah. talking about the uh, old fashioned and, uh, and it's been, it's, it's one of the greatest drinks ever. I'm a big, I'm a big martini drinker and okay. old fashioned. We talked about gin the other day. I just like, we work so hard. And it's just nice to have a cocktail after work and just relax, oh, yeah. and take, you know? So Absolutely. Um, um, how's your rest of your week and everything? Things are good, but you know, I'm empty. So I think I'm going to need to uh, go make myself another. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, yep. I might as well keep on drinking. It's five o'clock somewhere, right? I mean, every day is a weekend now. So just yeah. roll right into Saturday. Just yeah. don't stop. Well, listen, great catching up, great talking. Stever, fuck you. We missed you, but, you know, <laughs> but he'll be back. Yeah, you know, we'll, get, we'll get talking about his book club. Yeah, we'll talk about his book club, and I think he'll provide us the, uh, the next drink that we're going to have. Yeah, absolutely. All right, buddy. Thank you, everyone. Uh, we're, it's great to be back. We're just super excited to uh, uh, be talking to you guys again, and we hope you follow us at uh, – on our Instagrams at Schofield's Flowers. And uh, anything else, Freddie, you want to say? We're on YouTube, too. We're going to start we posting here left and right, and we're going to try to keep active. And yeah. sorry that we uh, – I had you know, I had a lot of fans calling and reaching out and like, hey, when are you going to do your podcast? And we are going to get back into a little bit of, uh, of the gangster era and things like that. But I thought 
for our podcast, it's just nice to have a, a casual chat about different things that we like and different things that are coming up. We are going to have some really good guests coming on uh, the show, and uh, we'll, uh, uh, we'll announce those as time goes on. But uh, we've got some really good people, Freddie, and I'm excited yeah. about it. So I'm excited. I missed it. I know things got uh, in the way, but, you know, it just took a pandemic to get us back together. So. Yep, yep. All right, buddy. I'll All talk right, to you later. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. See you, Scott. Right. Bye, guys. Mine's mine's been okay. fine. You've been you've been freezing every on right, and well off. Then, uh, you go, baby. <coughs> What's that? Your, oh, your internet is unstable. It just said to me. Mm. All right. Might want to take it to a mental it hospital. Just told me my internet was on. Yeah. <laughs> but I got full bars. It's crazy. But yeah. anyways, okay. Well, I'm ready to go. You ready to go? Yeah. Let's give All it right. a whirl. Give it a whirl. So we'll, hey, everyone. I'll do a I'll, oh, hold on. Ahead. Let me uh, let me do a little thing so I know when to edit it out. Yep. Three, two, one. Hey everyone, how you doing? It's Steve Schofield here from Schofield's Flowers. They call me uh, Scope. That's pretty much uh, the only way. I, oh, wait, let's start. <laughs> All right. Hey everyone, it's Steve Schofield here. They call me Scope on this show and pretty much everywhere else I go. And uh, I got my co-host here online with us. Uh, Chris Fradiago, and uh, <laughs> did I blow your name? A little bit, but you know, that's well, what you say, Fratty. No one can say it. It's Frederico. Yeah. I've only Frederico. known you, right, I've only known you for like 20 years. Yeah, Frederico. <laughs> All right, one more time. Give me a clap.